communication has been just fantastic. And even after leasing of property, Platinum Properties has kept in contact to check everything's okay. Welcome to the Creating Wealth Show with Jason Hartman. You're about to learn a new slant on investing, some exciting techniques, and fresh new approaches to the world's most historically proven asset class that will enable you to create more wealth and freedom than you ever thought possible. Jason is a genuine, self-made multimillionaire who's actually been there and done it. He's a successful investor, lender, developer, and entrepreneur who's owned properties in 11 states, had hundreds of tenants and been involved in thousands of real estate transactions. This program will help you follow in Jason's footsteps on the road to your financial independence day. You really can do it. And now, here's your host, Jason Hartman, with the complete solution for real estate investors. Welcome to episode 1195-1195. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know, one of the things I've been wanting to do for years is help educate our investors on a whole nother aspect of properties. And I know this may sound a little odd that I'm saying this, but the physical aspects of a property, learning about construction, about home inspections, about the physical nature of a property. Of course, you're all probably thinking, well, that's vitally important. But most investors don't really learn much of anything about this. They just leave it to the quote, unquote, experts, right? And those experts you'll find, if you don't know what you're talking about, they will rip you off. So I don't want you to be a victim. Remember, we are all about being empowered investors here. That's what we're all about. That is our mission, to empower millions of investors to make sure that they get their maximum return on investment. And so at our recent Meet the Masters conference, we had a presentation from some uh, very professional home inspectors, and uh, they got up on stage and did a whole thing, uh, a bunch of great demonstrations and all that stuff. So I thought I'd invite them onto the show to talk a little bit about inspections and, and some of the issues and pitfalls, of course, there is a lot to cover here, and we're only scratching the surface. So look for future episodes on this topic, and we will be covering more and more about construction, construction materials, best practices for maintenance of your properties, uh, so on and so forth. Of course, we always talk a lot about the economic angle, investment strategies, financing strategies, all of that stuff. But we really want to make a, a push, a focus on the physical aspects of a property as well so that you will be a very well-rounded investor. And that's what we're going to do today with our guest who will talk about home inspections and such. Be sure you go to jasonhartman.com where you'll see right on the front page our upcoming cruise to Grand Cayman, uh, a big financial hub, and uh, Jamaica and Cuba, the most interesting country <laughs> in the Western Hemisphere for sure, that is Cuba. Join us for that. Uh, just go to jasonhartman.com. This is our first cruise event, and it's going to be awesome. It's not until November, but in the world of cruising, you need to plan in advance. So take your vacation with us. I think you'll just have an awesome time. Uh, nothing like cruising and hanging out with like-minded investors for an entire week. Uh, we've got lots of very special, unique, exclusive shore excursions involved in that cruise too. So it's just going to be a great time. 
jasonhartman.com. Let's get to our guest and let's talk about the physical aspects of your investment properties. Here we go. It's my pleasure to welcome one of our recent Meet the Masters speakers, and that is Elite Group Inspection Professionals. They did an awesome presentation for our group at our recent Meet the Masters conference in Southern California. It's great to have them on the podcast talking about this all-important subject of home inspections. Guys, welcome. How are you? Excellent. Thanks, great. Jason. Doing Good. wonderful. Yeah, it's great to have you. Really enjoyed your presentation at Meet the Masters, so thanks for coming on the show. Go ahead and introduce yourselves individually for a moment uh, so we can get an idea as to uh, your experience level and resume and so forth. Excellent. So my name is Josh Niehaus, and I'm the director of sales for the Elite Group. I've been with the company for 10 years, and in that time, we've we've actually doubled our business. Last year, we did 22,000 home inspections right here in Southern California. Definitely excited to be on the show, and I'll let Mike introduce himself. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike Spears. I'm the VP of Operations. Um, I've been with the Elite Group now for eight years. I'm also a licensed general contractor, and this is right up my alley, Jason. Um, for many years, I worked with a lot of investors on buy and flip homes and uh, buy and hold homes, so this is... Uh, one of my fun topics to talk about, so we're excited. Awesome, good, good stuff. Well, you know, one of the first things we probably want to get into is how to choose a home inspector. Let's just quickly go over that, and let's make sure we show that map uh, and talk about the licensed and unlicensed states around the country, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So I got this yellow notepad, and then I've got a professional report real quick. You really want to choose a professional when it comes to working with the home inspector. And in these states, in the red states, those are actually licensed states, which means the inspector is going to actually have to go and take a general competencies test through the state, and the state is going to mandate them and require that they inspect certain things. Now, the states that are not red, it's truly the wild, wild west. And what that means is anybody can simply make a decision, and they can be a home inspector. They don't have to carry insurance. They don't have to carry a business card. They don't have to even take any tests. And in those states, you really want to watch out and make sure that you're working with a certified and insured professional. So those are the two. In the red states, you're going to look for licensed and insured. Okay. And then in the states that are not red, you're going to work with somebody who is certified and insured and make them show you that certification and, and look up that certification because there are different certifications. I could go online right now and get a certified in five minutes. Okay. So the bigger ones, like InterNACHI, which is the International Association of Certified Home Inspectors, that's one that I would look for across all of the states in the United States. Okay, okay, so let me say a couple things about that. Number one, licensure does not guarantee competency. I mean, for example, look at my, uh, quote, profession, unquote, of real estate. I have had a real estate license since I was 19 years old. But let me tell you, there are a lot of idiots with real estate licenses out there. And, you know, the real estate test is a really easy test. So you can see why it's just not a high bar. But let me give you an example of something with a very high bar. Lawyers, okay? You got to go to law school. You got to graduate. You got to pass the bar exam, which is a really tough exam. And there's a lot of incredibly stupid lawyers out there. It has amazed me. Uh, so <laughs> none of that stuff guarantees any success. But just for the sake of discussion here, I want to just point out a couple of the big ones, right? In California, you're not required to have a license to be a home inspector. In Nevada and Arizona, you are. 
Texas, you are. Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, you are required to have a license. Now, some of those states I just rattled off, we do a lot of business in those states. A lot of our investors are buying properties in those states. One that we do a lot of business in, Georgia, not required to have a license. Jason, if I could just add one last piece, and it's kind of in tune with what you were saying. The last piece of that is look for social proof online. Go look at their Yelp accounts, their Google accounts, and look at the reviews and their and their Better Business Bureau ratings. And um, that's just what I wanted to add for the last piece of that. Good stuff. Okay, what's up next? Let me kind of dovetail a little bit on on choosing the right inspector because we do work hard at the Elite Group to make sure that our all of our inspectors are highly educated and trained. And I think when you're when you're in the business that you're in, Jason. You should be looking to build a team, a team of people, whether it's your contract. I mean, we should be on this. Any home inspector should be on that same list of, of that team that you're building. And so with any team, you would want to vet the people you're working with. And, and so I, I highly recommend we get calls all the time. People want to interview us almost like it's a job interview. You know, find out who we are, find out where our education comes from, find out what our training is, what sets us apart from everybody else. That's you know, definitely do your homework on, on who you're going to have do your home inspection because it is a big decision and you want the right people in there. I've seen a lot of guys get out of high school and, and they're posting video, YouTube videos that they're doing home, home inspections. And I have a lot of questions in my head about how, you know, where did they get this knowledge and how do they really know what they're looking for? Sure. And so, you know, you never know who you're going to run into. Good stuff. Okay, great. So what are some of the most common concerns from uh, buyers, property buyers and investors? Essentially from every buyer in the history of all, I've done over 8,800 home inspections. And one of the most common questions I get is obviously the things that they're concerned about the most is how is the roof look? What's in the attic? And what is the, like, the foundation look like? Uh, those are generally the three most important questions I get from the buyers. And it's because they're probably the three things that buyers don't know a lot about, whether it's, you know, an investor may know, know some pieces about it, but they don't get to go up on the roof or go into the attic or climb under the house. So they, that's always that big question in, in their head. Those are their most common questions. And, and that's why you want a home inspector. That got, the home inspector is going to climb himself up on the roof or at least inspect it from various viewpoints. Uh, to give you a good general opinion of it all the way around. A lot of home inspectors like our company, we have a lot of drone inspectors who are certified to dro fly drones over the house to take a look at different areas that maybe we can't access. Same thing with the attic and the foundation. It's easy for a contractor. And again, I, I was a contractor for a lot of investors back in the day. And when we would go to a house without a home inspector, I, yeah, I would pop my head in the attic, but I wouldn't actually get up in the attic and climb through there. Same thing with the foundation. I might take a knee and kind of look through a foundation screen with my flashlight, but your home inspector is actually popping up in the attic and traversing around throughout there and taking a look at everything. And then same thing underneath the house, climbing underneath and an army crawling around and, and really getting a good picture of everything. When we look at the, you know, the, the roof, for example, right? The a roof is expensive. That costs a lot of money to replace or and even fix. If someone, say the seller of the property, tells the investor, hey, you know, the roof is only eight years old, for example, right? They shouldn't just take their word for it, obviously. They need an inspection. But what are some of the issues with roofs? Uh, you know, just talk to us about that a little bit. Sure. Depending on the material. So uh, essentially, um, I wish it was simple for everybody. There's no date or time stamp when somebody put a roof on or when they made a, their last repair. So it's a very difficult question to answer when you get up there. But what a home inspector is looking for is signs of problems. So when you get on a roof, depending on the materials, again, if you're looking for it, if you find deterioration of materials, 
you're going to want to look into that further. You know, if, if it's tile roof and you have a lot of cracked and broken tiles, that's a sign of deterioration for that material. A lot of asphalt shingle roofs, the deterioration is more granule loss, um, discoloration, things like that. So we go up and we're basically walking the roof or, or getting around the roof and looking for signs of deterioration. We're also looking for signs of past repairs or any modification or alterations because that's another sign that they may have had a problem. And so the picture that we have up now to describe to listeners is, is a roof that had been repaired and you know with, with like this flex seal type material that we see on, on TV, as seen on TV guys spraying this stuff around. And, and so number one, I can point out on this roof that there's been a repair made. And number two, I can also report based on what I'm seeing is that it looks improper. It, it looks irregular is what I would say. It doesn't look like it was a professional repair job. And so when I come down off that roof, I can give you a lot of information saying you have an older roof. It has quite a bit of deterioration. It is signs of a past problem and signs of irregular repairs, which, you know, I'm giving you a lot of bad news, but it's good information for you to know. I may have to put aside some of my budget to really concentrate on the roof. Okay. So a, a long time ago, I remember uh, when I was uh, early in my real estate career, many years back, it was sort of somewhat common to get what's called roof certifications, where you could have someone come out and pay them to certify that this roof has, you know, 10 more years on it, for example. Is that done much anymore? And if it is or if it isn't, would it be meaningful anyway? Actually, it still is done to this day. There are lots of, uh, you have to be a licensed roofer or there are certification programs where you can actually get just a roof certification person to uh, come out and take a look at it. I do recommend, we always recommend the roof certification. It's a great extra, it's like a little extra insurance policy. Uh, your home inspector is going to give you some general information about it. But yeah, a roof certification will actually give you a maintenance plan uh, that you should adhere to and kind of uh, how long they expect that roof to last. And then they'll certify that, meaning if you have any problems within that time frame, as long as you've done that maintenance that they suggested, that they'll come back and, and make those repairs. So yeah, definitely. It's it's available. All right. So what type of roofs are best and worst? You know, certain roofs are more problematic than others. Like, say, whatever roof we're talking, it's in good shape today, you know, the given roof, the type of roof. But if it's a flat roof versus a pitched roof, sloping roof, you know, there's like different sets of problems with roofs. Uh, if an investor wants to sort of target what kind of properties they want to buy with what kind of roofs, uh, what should they know about that? I would say, um, in my experience, and again, from the history of being in construction and home inspections, the lower the pitch on the roof, I tend to see more defects. So the flatter the roof, this all comes back to my whole, my whole motto when I teach my home inspectors is that everything about the house is to keep out moisture. And so if you have a pitched roof, the moisture is going to roll off properly and you can add gutters and drainage and whatnot. But when you have a flat roof, we tend to see a lot of water just settling in areas that water allows the materials to deteriorate faster. It adds weight to your roof. So on a structural component, it may, it may start to you know, cause problems down the road. Just over time, those flat roofs, they're just unforgiving. So when you see it on like a patio, that's fine. A kind of a flatter roof on the patio cover. But the roofs that have the pitch are, the, are the, in my opinion, the best sort of construction type roofs. And, right. and we are seeing some new things, some newer type homes being built with more of a flat roof system, but they have no penetration points. And so that's proving to be a, a good model as well. Okay. So it is kind of... So flat roof, and, not necessarily bad, uh, especially the newer ones. They've sort of overcome some of the problems. Okay. What about things like gutters and downspouts, for example? 
Yeah, so this comes back to, and, and this comes back to a lot of things when I'm looking at a property from the site and the environment of the property entirely. When I when I first started the house, the first thing I'm looking for is, is, is this property built to push water away or basically prevent moisture from coming into the property? So anything we can do, adding gutters, adding um, downspouts that push water away from your house, adding drainage around your house, grading your house uh, properly so that you have what's called like swales or things that where water will run away from your house. Anytime you have a situation where water's ponding or sitting up next to your home, is it's just, a, it's a problem for the home and, and potentially that water is going to find its way in. So okay. the whole goal of every building is to get water out. Right. Okay. So keep the water out. Now, what we're looking at now is a roof that looks like it basically has a garden <laughs> growing either on it or maybe up through it. I don't know which. What's going on here? This roof is obviously, uh, it's porous, it's permeable, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, so in California, we, we have the pleasure of having uh, several different companies that started up in, during different eras would build homes with these great materials that they built. And this is a, an example of what we call a cow shake roof. It's kind of like this organic material, lightweight tile that they decided to start using on homes. And it deteriorates very quickly. And this particular home happens to have, again, when I'm looking at, again, the, the site and the environment has multiple trees around this property that are growing up on and over the roof and so on and so forth. So as this roof deteriorated, the outer shell of the tile deteriorated, the pollen and things like that would fall into the roof. And then this is actually a weird case of where... They didn't do anything with the roof, and all of a sudden now this organic material started to grow, <laughs> literally growing trees and bushes on the roof. So we've got a big problem with this house. Yeah, okay, good. What about other things on the exterior of the house? I'm looking in your book, but if you want to go this yeah. way, then, you know, whatever. Well, that's a great book to look at. So, again, we provide all of our clients with a, a very good maintenance guide for their home. Uh, this is published and written by InterNACHI, who trains a lot, millions of home inspectors across the country. So it works well for everybody. But, again, it, a lot of it is, is, is situated around site and environment, trying to make sure that the moisture from any kind of weather is going away from the home, down to uh, just looking, again, at how do the trees, how do the planters affect your property? Again, trees have roots, and we have Pipes that are flowing underneath the property and how are those roots going to possibly affect your foundation or the plumbing underneath there so there's a lot to look at when you're looking at a home but when you first start on the outside the environment is really what you're looking for is this conducive to getting rid of uh, moisture or is it conducive to bringing moisture closer to your house those are the first signs that you have things that you want to look look at how many points are there on one of your home inspections it's right around 1,800 items are inspected okay. through all the major systems, the plumbing, the heating, the electrical, the roof, the foundation, the grounds, and the structure. So um, some are more heavier than others, but when we total it up, it's around 1,800 points that we're evaluating when we're at the property. All right, good. And a home inspector can't really tell someone how much something will cost to fix, can they? They can just say, this is what's wrong. You got to go get an estimate from somebody else, right? The industry is interesting. Yeah, we, we want to stay, we want to remain as unbiased as possible. And so our goal is there to, to look at um, function of, uh, of different parts of your, of your home, like the plumbing and the HVAC and then material uh, conditions. So basically we want to report factual information to you. Does this work? And what does the materials look like? And is it a possible safety hazard? And, and so, yeah, trying to have a home inspector, you know, they're not contractors. We're not licensed contractors. 
so we don't have the ability to give you the prices and, and your prices may vary. Every home is different. Home built in 1910, you know, might require a different set of contractors to do certain work versus a home that's built in the 80s and 90s. Um, and so, yeah, we don't want to get too too muddy with trying to pass out pricing. Yeah. Okay. Got it. What's next? Anything on the exterior? Anything else? The environment's important. You know, is water staying away from the house? We talked about the roof stuff. I'm the big moisture guy. That's my biggest thing. So again, I, I, we've kind of beat that to death. But the same thing occurs when you're inside the house again as well. You want to make sure that we're we're mitigating any moisture problems. And those are the ones that are sort of the sometimes hidden problems and sometimes they're easy to see. I mean, any leaky pipes that we're seeing, any corrosion is a sign of moisture that's going to be occurring pretty soon. Are toilets flushing properly? Are sinks draining slowly or are they draining at a normal pace? When I look at all of those things, do we have um, exhaust fan systems in our areas where we cook and where we use the bathroom? Those are all to mitigate moisture from the home. And so when we're inside the home, you know, we're looking for signs. Are those things functioning properly, not having a problem? Are they old and probably need upgrading? And are there other signs like, again, corrosion, peeling paint, blistering in areas, mold, sometimes we'll find that. Those are all signs of a moisture problem. And so when you're inside the home, just like on the outside, you're looking for, is my home properly mitigating moisture? So moisture and mold are big issues, obviously. Good. Uh, what else? Another thing I noticed that we try to do is we try, not every building material has a date and time stamp on it, like we talked about with the roof. So one of the things we're trying to do is assess you know, I might go into an older home and I'm trying to assess uh, how old is this fireplace or how old is this water heater? Is it still functioning and how much life does it have remaining in it? And that's one of these great things about that book that we hand out to our clients is in the very back, uh, it has a, a great table for all kinds of building materials that uh, your clientele could go through and look at and, and basically give them a, a lifespan of water heaters and plumbing fixtures and electrical and HVAC so when we're on the job, we're trying to tell you, hey, this looks like it might be original. It's still functioning properly, but you may have to put some money in the cookie jar to be able to, uh, you know, replace or, or upgrade this at some point in time in the future. Okay, good. Uh, so when we go through this book, like, you know, let, let's just take some of the broad items. I, would, I just want to, like, look at the broad thing of a property, the site and the environment, the roof, the exterior of the building, the interior the structural system, the plumbing system, the electrical system, the HVAC system, you know, heating and cooling, you know, is that property energy efficient type stuff, you know, seasonal maintenance checklist here, service life expectancies, you know, water management, damage prevention. Uh, so we talked about the roof. Uh, you talked about the environment a bit, mostly as it relates to water. What do you want to talk about in the interior? I mean, there's so much there, right? <laughs> yeah, the interior, again, kind of comes down to more uh, function and material condition. You know, people live in their homes, and that's pretty typical. So we're going to see things like nail holes and cracks and scratches and things like that. And that's not typically what the home inspector is looking for. We're looking for more signs of major problems. So we do a, a long session of training about cracks uh, here, here at the Elite Group, and we sit our guys down and we go everything from cosmetic-type cracking to structural type cracking. And every crack essentially is a structural crack. It's just a matter of how severe is it and, and how normal is it. In California, we're so used to the, the earth moving below us that we we tend to look at the smaller cracks as not, not a big deal and pretty normal for living conditions here. But when you start to get to see larger cracks or certain types of what we call step cracking or check cracking, uh, we look into them a little bit deeper because they may be associated with a structural problem that's not necessarily maybe just starting or may have been an ongoing problem that 
with the onset of some severe weather may, may get worse over time. So uh, from a material standpoint, looking for signs of structural problems, again, signs of moisture problems, but in more or less functional things, do the lights work? Do the electrical outlets work? Do the windows and doors work? Are there, are there any you know, safety issues that are going on smoke detectors, uh, carbon monoxides? I mean, I could go on forever, but we kind of nerd out inside the house and we get in there and try and find every little problem as if our family's gonna move in there for you. Uh, we try to document that for you so you can make an adequate decision on what you're doing when you buy the house. It's sort of hard to, you know, deal with like these gray areas of uh, when someone's buying a property, what can they expect? What is reasonable for them to sort of take on? I mean, is there ever a perfect home inspection report? It's a rhetorical question. I already know the answer, but <laughs> it's funny that you ask those things because th those are good questions. I mean, we we run into like an old. I'll, I'll do a house that was built in 1910 that someone was very good with their maintenance and it it has very minimal amount of problems. And and I'll do a house that's never been lived in, brand new. They're still building houses around it, and I'll find electrical problems and mold problems and things like that. So there is no perfect house. Um, and again, when, when you have a, a home inspector who's trained essentially to find the defects, I've only, my 8,000 inspections, I think I've only found two houses that I couldn't necessarily write down a major defect. And I, those are the two worst nights of sleep of my life. I felt like I failed myself. <laughs> In other words, you thought you were missing something. It can't be true, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Those are rare gems if we find them. They're a dream. Here's something that is a common uh, thing uh, with uh, many investors is they'll buy the property from a rehabber you know, from a local market specialist that is doing a rehab on the property. And at the time of the inspection, the property will not be ready. It will not be finished. So they do the inspection and then they need to send the inspector back to do a re-inspection. Can you speak to that a little bit? Or, or, you know, to make sure that the seller has really done everything that they promised and brought the property up to par. Just speak to us for a moment about re-inspections, if you would. So we offer a re-inspection on any one of our inspections. So if we come in and, and find, you know, a page of problems that you want to have the, the seller repair, we'll, we'll happily come back once they identify that they've repaired them, and, and we'll go through that list and, and basically give you our opinion again if the repair's actually been, been fixed, uh, if the problem's been fixed, or if, you know, in what kind of repair it was. We do see sometimes people say, yeah, I repaired that leak, and then we go look, and there's duct tape wrapped around something. Right. So it's the quality of the repair that we're also looking at as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that home inspector, especially if you're purchasing out of state and you haven't physically been to the property, they're your second pair of eyes and they're going to photo document everything. Was it done properly? They're going to take a photo of it so you can have it for your records. Uh, if anything did come up in the future or if a repair was not made properly, you can then send that back to the contractor and say, here's the photo on page 39. Go back. And this time, instead of a handyman doing it, I'm requesting a licensed professional finish this and finish it the right way. Okay, good. What else? You want to pick anything more on these different systems that I mentioned earlier? It seems like we haven't really talked about plumbing yet, water heaters and other plumbing issues. With any kind of plumbing issue, again, that's where we, we everything was designed, right? I mean, we need water as human beings to live in our homes, so we need to, to be able to drink it and to use it to bathe and for other sanitary reasons, shower and whatnot. Uh, but everything that's designed with plumbing is it's designed to turn on and off and to, um, to exit the property through the piping that goes under the ground or underneath the structure. And and so, yeah, all those plumbing features, you know, we're there to check them. We're there to turn them on, make sure that the cold water is working, the hot water is working, the drains are working that the pressure feels 
feels normal, uh, that there's no signs of potential problems, such as, you know, rust and corrosion are the initial signs that you're going to have a leak at some point in time. And so, um, yeah, when it comes to plumbing, uh, we're, we're checking out all of those things. And again, we talked a little bit about electrical. HVAC is another one for comfort. Uh, we want to make sure everybody, we're getting some way of heating uh, the main living space, some way of cooling the main living space if it's necessary. Some It's not required to have cooling in every location. It is required to have heating in California, so we're looking for that. Those could be complicated systems, so we want to make sure that the venting is correct and the ductwork is correct. And we're, again, we're getting the correct temperature readings uh, from an industry standard standpoint. So, uh, yeah, we take each one of those parts of the home, the roof, HVAC, plumbing, and then we break them down into individual parts. That's how Josh got to our 1,800 items you know, breaking down those pieces of the inspection into smaller pieces for us to, to provide information on. Anything in particular in plumbing that's like always stands out, it's always a problem, people should watch out for? One of the first things that we see is like a lot of homeowners want to do their own repairs. And so we see a lot of um, irregular repairs using dissimilar materials. If certain materials are meant to be with certain certain other materials. So when, when I go to a house and I see PVC connected to an ABS pipe, and I know right there that I'm dealing with someone who's not necessarily a, a licensed plumber because we wouldn't see that. The other part of it is that when we look at the quality of the materials, um, and I see this a lot, especially in flipped home properties, things like that, is that, you know, as you get done with your project, the budget's getting a little tighter towards the end and you start to buy those finished materials. And yeah, you can buy the $2 really thin plastic, you know, plumbing trap that's flexible and, and you don't have to do much work, or you can buy the more expensive trap that in the long run is going to last you longer and you're going to have less problems with it. So yeah. a lot of it comes down to, you know, we have these big box stores. You can buy anything from a $2 two by four to a $10 two by four. And so you get what you pay for when it comes to quality and then the installation, depending on if it was a homeowner or a handyman or a licensed plumber, you can certainly tell where, where the quality is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. People cut corners and it causes everybody else lots of problems. It's a yep. real bummer, that, but that's the, that's the way life is. Okay. So big standout problems in anything else. I mean, we got to wrap it up. We could, you know, this could be literally eight hours long. There's so much yeah. here, but you know, maybe HVAC systems. I think that's a good one. Very problematic. Lots of expense for air conditioning and heating. Um, what are the you know the red flag type of issues there? Depending on the age of the home, again, HVAC systems. I've seen some that are 100 years old, working like a champ and work great. Again, it comes down to does it turn on? Does it function properly? Am I getting the right temperatures where needed? And then we kind of look into does it look like it's had its its regular maintenance? I mean, here everything comes down in a home to if you do your regular maintenance, you can make an HVAC system outlive its expected life expectancy by 20 years. And we see that all the time. So when we're looking at those systems again, we're, we're looking at does it look like it's been maintained? And that's where the biggest problem occurs with any part of any home is that people just don't have time to maintain their home or they don't know how to do it. And so um, that's a lot of what we find with these bigger issues. Water heaters aren't being drained on a regular basis and the sediment's not being cleaned out. And so, you know, they have a less lifespan because they're not, they're not receiving that maintenance. And air conditioning coils are not being cleaned out properly, so they're not receiving the right maintenance, so they don't last as long. So again, when we do the home inspection, everything's gonna depend on that home, that location, what the weather experience is there, and, and then how well that person has maintained the home throughout the life of it. Good stuff. Well, guys, uh, thank you for all the information. Obviously, there's a lot more to this stuff. We're gonna offer a resource 
uh, at jasonhartman.com on this so people can get some printed materials and things. Uh, look for that in the future. Stay tuned, and we'll, we'll give a specific link on a future podcast episode uh, where people can find that because, you know, there's just a lot of stuff here that we could share with people, and it would really help them. But uh, again, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. Be sure to check out the show's specific website and our general website, hartmanmedia.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Remember that guest opinions are their own, and if you require specific legal or tax advice or advice in any other specialized area, please consult an appropriate professional, and we also very much appreciate you reviewing the show. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio or whatever platform you're using and write a review for the show. We would very much appreciate that. And be sure to make it official and subscribe so you do not miss any episodes. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.